This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Now more than ever, hoping to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually tamed. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on all your favorite directories, including iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes, or shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com, or call the vent line and get something off your chest at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, I hope you had a good weekend. I hope you got outside, escaped the lockdown, wandered out into the sunshine and fresh air, and, uh, and started returning to normal. More and more across this nation, people are realizing that the The projections were all wrong and that the actual threat posed by this virus is not as great as uh, these lockdowns predicted. And uh, they're demanding to be able to uh, go back to work and try to save their businesses and have something left of this economy. And the Democrat states, of course, they're they're insisting that we continue this lockdown in Oregon, uh, the governor out there has extended her lockdown until July 16th, despite the fact that Oregon, while it uh, has, I think it was the uh, the 40th in uh, in deaths and uh, and positive cases, but uh, in Democrat state after Democrat state across this country, they are taking the the hardest line and. It's hard to arrive at any other conclusion, but that they're perf- purposely trying to destroy their economies. You could speculate that it's because they want to do as much economic damage going into the 2020 election as possible with the hopes of defeating the evil orange man. But uh, in any case, they're uh, they're doing great harm to their people. And uh, in California and in Michigan and Wisconsin and New York and New Jersey, people are really starting to chafe at this and showing up at the state capitol or raising hell. Even in, uh, even in some Republican states like Mississippi, uh, people are, are, are over it. <laughs> they don't want to put up with it any longer. And with that as a background, we're learning more about the origin of this virus. There was a, a leaked report from the so-called uh, Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance, that's the United States, Britain, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, uh, the group, by the way, that was uh, heavily involved in the Russiagate hoax. But they've uh, this new intelligence found it was leaked to the um, 
to the uh, Sydney Herald. The report um, finds that uh, the Chinese regime, after the discovery of this virus, uh, began disappearing whistleblower doctors. Two of the most prominent of the whistleblowers actually died of the virus or maybe of something else. China censored news reports of the outbreak, destroyed samples of the virus in the laboratories, refused to hand over any samples to the international scientists, expelled international scientists so they couldn't study, and really led to this uh, worldwide outbreak. While at the same time, you have to remember, they were prohibiting internal travel from the district of Wuhan to the rest of China. They continued to allow hundreds of thousands of people to leave that province and travel internationally, including Italy and the United States and Spain and the many other nations that were hard hit by this virus. So they protected themselves, So they, ex- but exposed the rest of the world. Now, whether or not this virus was actually engineered in a laboratory is really irrelevant. The actions China took were purposely calculated to make sure that that virus did as much damage to uh, to the world economy, with the exception of their own, as possible. This intelligence dossier was leaked to the Saturday Telegraph, found that as early as December 31st, communist officials began censoring terms on the Internet like the Wuhan unknown pneumonia and the Wuhan seafood market and SARS variation. On January 1st, the wet market in Wuhan was closed, disinfected by bleach, and thereby eliminated any possible of, uh, uh, possibility of confirming that as the source of the outbreak. And just later that week, the health commission in, in, the, uh, in Wuhan ordered the laboratories to stop testing for the virus as well as calling for the destruction of any samples of the virus. The next day... The National Health Commission in China ordered that all samples of the coronavirus either be moved to a secure facility or destroyed and issued a no publication order. This uh, this intelligence report called the communist regime to task for its deadly denial of human-to-human transmission and also took aim at the World Health Organization for towing the communist Chinese party line. There was evidence of human to human transmission in early December, but uh, the communist dictatorship in China continued to deny it until January 20th. And it was about uh, eight days later that the president ordered that travel ban from people flying in from China with the exception, you know, you have to, explained to the Democrats of American citizens returning home. World Health Organization did the exact same thing as the communist Chinese. They basically became the public relations arm of the communist dictatorship. In Taiwan, officials were raising concern uh, as early as December 31st and some of the um, residual freedom-loving people uh, and scientists in Hong Kong did did so themselves on January 4th. The report also confirmed that the controversial Wuhan Institute of Virology, that laboratory that uh, 
was located just six miles from the wet market, had, in fact, been working on bat coronaviruses, one strain being 96% a genetic match for this COVID-19, 96% match. It's an odd little uh, tidbit from this report. The government of Australia, their intelligence agencies, uh, placed the likelihood that the virus came from that lab in Wuhan at only 5%. 5%. Other intelligence agencies, especially the United States, uh, placed the possibility much higher. But you got to remember that the first... Uh, organization to study the origins was actually the university of South China. And they concluded that the, the virus came from the lab, not from the wet market. In March, um, Chinese officials were wondering what went wrong. The, uh, the leader of the Wuhan Institute of Virology I can't pronounce it. S-H-I is her surname. Wondered if uh, the authorities got it wrong. I had never expected this kind of thing to happen in Wuhan in central China, she said. Could the coronavirus have come from our lab? (laughs) Yeah. But uh, all of this is, as I say, going on in the backdrop in the United States where the the mainstream media seems to be parroting the line of the communist Chinese. And if you want to ask yourself, why in the world would they do that? You have to keep in mind all of the media consolidation we've had over the last couple of decades where these big companies like, Oh, uh, Jeff Bezos at Amazon and these other big corporations have, uh, have taken control of the, uh, of the the legacy media, the mainstream media in this country, and uh, you know why would uh, why would they have an interest in soft peddling China's actions with relation to this coronavirus? Is because they want to keep this globalist gravy train rolling for themselves. Every time you hear the talking heads of CNN or MSNBC or NBC, ABC, or CBS try to downplay. The idea that uh, that China purposely infected the rest of the world with this virus. Keep in mind that the companies, the big multinational corporations that own these media outlets now, have a vested interest in uh, in the United States continuing its economic dependence on Chinese manufacturing, because the cost of production is much lower. It increases their profit margins. And they want to get back to the globalist business as usual. So I always watch the Sunday news shows. Uh, I've I've um, limited my weekend consumption of news more and more because it's just uh, it'll bring you down. But I do watch the Sunday news shows, and uh, this weekend was no different from any other. You had Chris Wallace over at MSNBC basically reading off the Democrat National Committee talking points. And, uh, of course, this was in relation to Tara Reid's accusation that Joe Biden sexually assaulted her back in the early 90s when he was a staffer 
at his Senate office. Uh, he, uh, he failed to bring forward the, the revelation that uh, Biden's statements on his interview with Mika Brzezinski saying that, um, that all of these records would be located at the congressional archives or the Senate archives was not true. And when he denied that any of these personnel records would in, be in his personal files and refused to open up those files for an investigation, that too was not true. Chris Wallace failed to mention it. Now, if this was a Republican, especially if it was Donald Trump, they'd be on that like white on rice. There would be front page headlines all over this country that uh, the the Republican has to allow an investigation of these archives. Joe Biden just says they're off limits and rocks on. The only people that bring any attention to that are on social media or in the alternative uh, alternate news media. You know, on Friday's show, I said that uh, I thought Biden did a pretty good job. He had five weeks to prepare for this interview. He had uh, been hiding from any interviews with relation to Tara Reid for five weeks. And so he had a lot of his talking points together. But this notion that he can just say that my my archives at the University of Delaware are off limits, that, that's not going to stand. He got on there. He said Tara Reid's allegations should be believed until they were proven false. <laughs> well, if, if, if Joe Biden wants to go with that standard, women are to be believed unless they're proven false. Let's go with that because that puts Joe Biden in the same position that he put thousands of college students across this nation with his title nine, uh, mandates that sexual assault allegations are, are to be considered true unless the accused can con- uh, prove himself innocent. So Joe, let's go with that. That's the, the standard you insisted on. And, uh, and it, if, if you don't allow access to your archives at the university of Delaware, we, people can only assume that you're hiding evidence to the, that these allegations are true. He also was the, t- the author of the uh, violence against women's act that uh, also um, puts the burden of proof on the accused. Now I, uh, I just, I love watching Joe Biden get caught on the horns of the dilemma of his own making. And he has now, of course, promised to name a female vice president and whatever female vice president, and they're all jockeying for position right now. They're going to have to basically eat their words against Brett Kavanaugh, that all women are to be believed and Brett Kavanaugh needed to expose his whole life, which he did to investigation. And they, they're going to have to dig deeper into these allegations against Joe Biden and get to the bottom of it. I want to remind you to run on over to prepare with mojo five com. That'll take you to my Patriot supply. And, uh, you can get your four week emergency food supply. You'll still save $100. You can get a regular $297 four-week supply for just $197 and get free same-day shipping. 
It's got a shelf life of 25 years, 12 food varieties, 284 servings with 2,000 calories a day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks. There's a limit of three per household. The two-week emergency food supply has already run out. You can get one of these four-week emergency food supplies and have uh, enough for two people for two weeks, or you can get two of them, and uh, you'll have a four-week emergency food supply for you and your spouse. Save $100 a day by going to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com for your four-week emergency food supply. There was a, a a lot of talk on the Sunday shows about these revelations of uh, FBI c- uh, colluding with each other to frame General Michael Flynn. And I'm always amazed at how they they leave out the key ingredient from this this story and others. But from this story, this uh, this document that was believed to have been handwritten by um, the FBI's counsel precept, I can't remember his first name, said, what is our goal here to get him to tell the truth or to get him to lie so that he can be prosecuted or fired from his job? Now, that last uh, that last four words there, fired from his job, that has nothing to do with an FBI responsibility or a law enforcement responsibility since when? Does the premier law enforcement agency in the world go about getting people fired from their jobs? And that that is the real smoking gun there, that this was a political operation, not a law enforcement operation. Of course, you know by now that uh, the FBI field agents investigating this case had already decided that there was no uh, no justification for opening up or keeping uh, an investigation open into Michael Flynn. They had found absolutely nothing to support it. And yet Peter struck intervened, kept the case open long enough for James Comey to dispatch his, uh, his perjury trap to the white house in which he was bragging about, you know, um, not, not playing by the FBI or the white house's rules. And this is such a pattern of uh, conduct among the law enforcement and intelligence agencies in the Obama administration, both with uh, you know the Trump campaign and also with political opponents of the uh, Obama administration. That I mean, it, it, it's it's almost a, a RICO violation, racketeering violation. And to this day, no one has ever asked Barack Obama what he knew and when he knew it about this uh, crossfire hurricane, which followed John Brennan's uh, running spies. Yes, they were spies. They were intelligence operatives in infiltrating the campaign, setting up meetings, doing uh, entrapments to try to get uh, justification for issuing one of these FISA warrants so that the Obama administration could could spy on the Trump campaign. So little Kim Jong-un made an appearance this weekend, <laughs> if you believe it. Um, 
I guess I do. You know, I, I, I kind of wish that he was dead. He's been responsible for hundreds of thousands of North Koreans being killed or starved to death. And him walking around at 300 pounds, five feet, seven inches tall is just a, an insult to humanity. But I, I hope he's dead. But uh, they're claiming now that they've got video of him cutting a red ribbon, opening up a fertilizer plant. It's oddly enough, he was at that same fertilizer plant just before he went missing. So I'm not yet convinced but uh, I covered it on Friday's show, and I needed to give you an update. That, yeah, they uh, they are it, they are at least holding a, continuing to hold out the pretense that he is alive. There's an interesting development in the sports world, and we don't have much sports to watch, so we have to talk about it. I actually don't talk about sports uh, much, but this is a a, a cultural issue. Of course, the women's soccer team that's been very successful, I think they've won the last two World Cups, had sued in federal court to get equal pay with the men. And uh, everybody that looked at this uh, pointed out that they were already being paid more than the men were. So they have gotten a ruling from the court. It will, of course, be appealed, but a federal judge threw out this claim And uh, and denied their uh, ability to take this to trial. Players led by Alex Morgan, which is one of my favorites on the women's soccer team, sued in, two, in uh, 2019, claiming that they have not been paid equally. Well, that's true. They haven't been paid equally. They've been paid more. They asked for $66 million in damage under the uh, Title VII of the Civil Rights Act. In his 32-page ruling, Judge Gary Klausner granted in part a motion for summary judgment by the U.S. Soccer Federation. In other words, there is no case there. And the judge threw out the Equal Pay Act allegations, leaving intact the Civil Rights Acts. Well, that'll be ruled on separately. The history of negotiations between the parties demonstrated that the women's national um team rejected an offer to be paid the same on a pay to play statute as the men's national team. And the women's national team was willing to forego higher bonuses for benefits such as a greater base compensation and the guarantee of a higher number of contracted players. Accordingly, plaintiffs cannot retroactively deem that their collective bargaining agreement worse than the men's national team by reference to what they themselves have been paid under the men's agreement. We are shocked and disappointed, said Molly Levinson, the, the uh, attorney for the women's team. While the Americans are one of the most successful women's team with four World Cup titles, including the last two, the U.S. men didn't even qualify. The U.S. men's soccer program is abysmal merely comparing the women's teams uh, and the men's teams collective bargaining agreement discounts the value that the team placed on guaranteed benefits that they receive under the agreement 
So they're trying to say that if the men had gone as far as they did, that the men would have been paid more. Well, they, uh, they were the ones that agreed to the current agreement, so they're going to have to wait until this uh, current bargaining agreement expires and try to renegotiate according to the judge. I like the women's soccer team. I like women's soccer, I should say, but I can't watch the American women's soccer team because, uh, 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 what's her name? Um, uh, Megan Rapone just uh, ruins it for for me. More Alex Morgans, fewer Megan Rapone. We got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to look at tech tyranny related to the coronavirus. They're taking any dissenting voices down off of social media. And we're also going to look at this effort to reopen and whether or not these Republican states are going to shame the Democrat states into putting America back to work. Stick with us. We'll be right back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. You know, I've been pointing out for a long time that there's something in the psyche of these people who uh, go for uh, Marxism, the you know, people on the left of our political spectrum that... Uh, or even historically, that's got an impulse to tyranny. Uh, again and again, wherever you see these leftist regimes rise up, whether it be the Soviet Union or um, Laos or Cambodia or China or Venezuela, Cuba, again and again, it always ends in despotism. They always uh, gather power and wealth to themselves and they crack down on people's God-given liberties and it uh, ultimately almost always in in every example ends up in mass murder you know the media is always quick to accuse right-wingers of being Nazis despite the fact that Nazism was actually a, a, a socialist um, ideology 
but they never they never um, point out that the ideology that's responsible for the most deaths in human history, and it was just in the last century, was uh, Marxism and socialism and communism. And you let David Duke say something nice about any Republican and immediately the candidate and every elected Republican official has to denounce David Duke. Contrast that with year after year, uh, the Communist Party USA, yes, the United States still has a Communist Party, endorses the uh, the Democrat candidate for president and, and many other uh, offices, including governors and senators. When is the last time you ever heard the media rush to these Democrat politicians and demand that they denounce the Communist Party USA? It never happens. And this really is a stark reminder of what we're seeing now in, in one blue state after another of these governors just uh, sort of adopting a tyrannical tone toward their own people. Supreme Court Justice uh, Louis Brandeis, who is one of the most respected uh, Supreme Court justices, famously wrote that the advantages of America's federal system is that a state may serve as a laboratory and try a novel social and economic experiment without risk to the rest of the country. In a less celebrated passage from that very same opinion, Brandeis acknowledged that this was also a mixed blessing with the potential to produce arbitrary, capricious, or unreasonable actions by the states. And that, according to David Catron over at The Spectator, the American Spectator, not the, the, uh, the British version of that magazine, says that's where we find ourselves today. The number of Democrat governors that have used the coronavirus as a pretext to experiment with constitutional civil liberties is, is uh, almost uniform. In Democrat state after Democrat state, they have become laboratories of despotism. In California, the largest by population U.S. state, Gavin Newsom, the governor, has refused to say when his stay-at-home orders will expire, even in a, a reported reopen plan that he announced last Tuesday. When asked if the Golden State would be able to exercise their First Amendment rights to attend church, he replied noncommittally, months, not weeks. In addition, Newsom, of course, was so incensed that freedom-loving people in Orange County were, uh, were going to the beach that he ordered that all Orange County beaches and state parks be closed until further notice. <laughs> that was not taken well by the, uh, the citizens of Huntington Beach and, and Newport Beach and Laguna Beach who turned out in the thousands to protest his order. And Elon Musk, who is uh, sort of a free thinker, Californian, uh, commented that this is the time to think about the future and also to ask, is it right to infringe upon people's rights? I think the people are going to be very angry about this and are very angry. It's like some, somebody should be, if somebody wants to stay in the house, that's great. They should be allowed to stay in the house, but they should not be compelled 
uh, not to leave. But to say they cannot leave their house and they will be arrested if they do so, Musk says that is fascist. That's exactly what it is. It's fascism. This is not democratic. This is not freedom. Give people back their freedom, says Elon Musk. So we saw that coming out of California and then just one state north of that. We saw the governor of Oregon extend her lockdown orders to July 15th based on absolutely nothing. The state of Oregon is number 40 in the number of coronavirus cases and even further down the chain uh, uh, on the number of deaths. So, you know, Oregon is a, a very sparsely populated state. There's a couple of big cities. Portland and um, Eugene, but most of it is uh, wide open spaces. And for the governor to step in there and lock down the whole state until after it has suffered crippling and devastating economic damages to its people, you can't look at that as anything but fascism and despotism. On Tucker Carlson's show, he pointed out that uh, none of this is justified by the science. Of course, the science originally was predicting that you'd have uh, 2.2 million people died. Those, those projections turned out to be wildly wrong. These are the same people you got to keep in mind that tell us that if we don't uh, eliminate fossil fuels and uh, revert back to the stone age, that the world is going to come to an end. Here's Tucker Carlson saying there's no scientific justification for these quarantines. Hey, the San Francisco Bay Area announced it'll be extending its lockdown until the end of May. That's five weeks from now. What is the scientific justification for doing that? They didn't tell us because there is none. None. You may remember what they first told us back in February and March. They said we have to take radical steps in order to, quote, flatten the curve. Well, six weeks later, we're happy to say that curve has been flattened, but it's likely not because of the lockdowns. The virus just isn't nearly as deadly as we thought it was. All of us, including on this show, everybody thought it was, but it turned out not to be. Hospitals never collapsed. Outside of a tiny number of places, they never came close to collapsing, at least not from an influx of infected patients. And, and the, those tiny number of places, of course, were New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, maybe Massachusetts. So once again, we're subjected to the tyranny of our, our betters in the liberal uh, Northeast and, of course, out in California where they've had nothing like any sort of caseload that would justify these lockdowns. The Democrat Governor Newsom has fallen right into line. And if, uh, if freedom-loving people get outside freedom-loving people that are looking at these numbers and realizing that they're being uh, asked to destroy their economy for no good reason, well, then Gretchen Whitmer will go on CNN with Jake Tapper and accuse them of being Nazis. These political rallies, or, or tweets for that matter, we have to keep doing the right thing, the next right thing. These protests came after President Trump uh, tweeted, uh, liberate Michigan. He tweeted, quote, the governor of Michigan should give a little, put out the fire. Uh, He said that these are very good people uh, about the protesters. Oh, he said that these are very good people. You're not allowed to say that these are good people because they want to 
uh, save their jobs and save their businesses. About the fire, uh, he said that these are very good people uh, about the protesters um, that were featured in the video, to which the executive director of the Jewish Democratic Council of America, Haley uh, Sofer, who is from Lansing, Michigan, she compared those comments to President Trump referring uh, to those marching alongside neo-Nazis in Charlottesville as very fine people. They weren't marching beside them they they had organized that protest of taking down lee's statues and they are very fine people they're historic uh people that uh, want to preserve our historic legacy they uh they got to go back to the well for that very fine people lie every one of these uh these these charges against donald trump where they try to paint him as a racist a white supremacist or a crypto Nazi are all based on lies. And, uh, and CNN has been the major proponent of those lies. And once again, they're going back to their well in defense of Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. And Gretchen Whitmer is more than happy to get on board. Nazis in Charlottesville as very fine people. Is that how you see these protesters in that vein and that extreme? Well, some of the outrageousness of what happened at our Capitol this week, um, you know, depicted some of the worst racism and, and awful parts of our history in this country. You know, the Confederate flags and nooses, the um, swastikas, the, you know, behavior that you've seen in all of the clips is not representative of who we are in Michigan. And the fact of the matter is... So let's say this about that. Despite all of these stories claiming there were Nazi flags and Confederate flags and nooses, I have scoured the Internet. You can find no examples of them. And in the one case where a Nazi flag was shown to be at the Michigan um, demonstration protest, you, you do a little research and you find out that that photograph was not from Michigan. It was from California and it was not um, a, a protester, it was a counter protester, a Bernie bro that was doing a false flag operation, literally holding up this Nazi flag that said Trump and Pence on it in order to discredit the protesters. It's, it's probably the oldest tactic in the book. You show up at one of these rallies that you oppose and you claim to be part of the rally. And then you try to discredit the opposing party by, uh, by doing something outrageous or, you know, waving a Nazi flag or something. And that's the level of discourse we're now at, despite the fact that none of that took place at the Michigan protests. Gretchen Whitmer is going to try to smear her political opponents because she wants them to stay in their houses I mean, we're in a global pandemic. This isn't something we just negotiate ourselves out of, and it's a political matter. This is a public health crisis that has taken the lives of over of almost 70,000 Americans, has put 30 million people into unemployment. We- it, yeah, it has put 30 million un, uh, people into unemployment because of the mass hysteria around this, the the. The people that are vulnerable by this, I have to say it again and again, I sound like a broken record, I suppose. We know who's vulnerable. It's people with underlying health conditions and the elderly. If you want to do a quarantine, quarantine them. And 
by and large, the people that have died of this virus, that's 70,000. I don't want to be cruel here, but they were on their last legs anyway. They were either very elderly or they had really bad underlying health conditions that made them susceptible to this virus or any other virus that came along. We've lost in the last 24 hours almost the same number of Americans that were killed on 9-11. And that's just in the last 24 hours. We need to listen to the expertise in our um, institutions of high. You could say that about car wrecks. You could say it about um, drownings. In Chicago, just south of Gretchen Whitmer's state there, you got the mayor of Chicago, uh, Lori Lightfoot, running around threatening people to take them to jail. You never saw her get as worked up or animated over the dozens of murders that take place in Chicago on a weekly basis. But this, uh, this pandemic has really ripped the mask off. The um, the inclination toward tyranny on the Democrat side of the um, side of the aisle. These scientists who have not predicted a single thing accurately with relation to this coronavirus are being put forward by the Democrat Party, the same Democrat Party who wants us to believe that if we don't eliminate the internal combustion engine and put windmills and solar panels up to replace it, that the world is going to come to an end. Those, those, uh, those projections are probably about as accurate as the projections we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, out in Silicon Valley. Well, first, I need to remind you to go to AmericaFirstRadio.shop. That's AmericaFirstRadio.shop. And uh, and take a look at my store. There's several items up there that might interest you, including this banana bag oral solution, which is a great um, powdered form that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. Add it to eight ounces of water, and it will rehydrate you if you're suffering from an illness or a... <laughs> or you've uh, overexerted yourself at the gym or on the job, or if you've got a hangover, if you've got underlying medical conditions, this is a good way to stay out of the hospital. It is a oral solution that uh, gives you the same um, effect as an IV. It contains high doses of B and C vitamins, electrolytes, potassium, sodium, chloride, it's not uh, that great tasting because it doesn't have any artificial sweeteners in it. There's no other active ingredients other than the ones that are uh, designed to rehydrate you. If you want one that's slightly sweet, you can order the pediatric version. Makes it a little bit more palatable to the youngies, the, the kitties. But go to go over to AmericaFirstRadio.shop. That's AmericaFirstRadio.shop. Get yours today for fifteen dollars and fifty cents. You'll get a five pack. Oral solution with free same-day shipping. That's AmericaFirstRadio.shop. You know, I'm becoming uh, less and less confident about Donald Trump's re-election as this, uh, this lockdown continues. He's trying to encourage states to, uh, to go ahead and reopen, but uh, the Democrats are determined to keep it locked down. And, uh, and the 
mainstream media, of course, is almost all uh, anti-Trump, with the exception maybe of some hours on Fox News. And the way that Donald Trump was able to win the 2016 presidential election is he went around the mainstream media by taking his case to social media. Social media is not going to make that mistake again. I promise you that they are committed left-wingers. Many of them are are actually more in line with Bernie Sanders than uh, than Joe Biden, but they're, they're going to do everything in their power incl- to uh, to defeat Donald Trump, including censoring people, throwing them off of the platforms, and whatever else they need to do. And, uh, and we've seen this this last week with uh, several high-profile users with millions of followers absolutely just being expelled from these platforms. And uh, I'm going to play you this clip. This is uh, it's an oldie but a goodie. It's about a week old, actually, but I played it before. Uh, the head of YouTube, Susan Wachowski, saying that if you don't fall in line with the World Health Organization rec- recommendations, we are going to take you down. Of course, this is in response to her removing a video from uh, two doctors in California saying that the numbers and the nature of this virus do not sh- justify these lockdowns. Um, but then we also talk about um, removing information that is problematic. You know, of course, anything that is medically unsubstantiated to so people saying like, take vitamin C, um, you know, um, take turmeric, like those are all will cure you. Um, oh, we can't have people t- saying to take vitamin C or turmeric or to get out in the sunshine or anything to to reinforce their immune system. We got to take that stuff down. Those are the examples of things that would be a violation of our policy. Um, anything that would go against World Health Organization recommendations would be a violation of our policy. And World Health Organization recommendations. The World Health Organization spent the first month and a half of this epidemic claiming that uh, the virus could not spread human to human. And then when they admitted that, they told you that uh, masks were of no use and that, the, in fact, they were counterproductive in slowing the spread of the virus. They've engaged in more misinformation than these two doctors that Susan Wachowski is bragging about having taken down off of YouTube. And so remove is another really important part of our policy. Um, Remove. We're going to remove you from our platform. This is why we have got to start moving to alternative platforms. And we need really some platforms of our own, some some trusted, uh, deep-pocketed, Republicans need to put together their own social media platforms and make them so that at the same time you post on these, uh, I guess we can start saying legacy social media platforms that you post on their platform too. So we can make the transition. You have to, uh, you have to make your API, your, your code compatible with these others so that when you post something on the legacy platforms, it also posts, to, uh, to, to new platforms that uh, do not engage in this heavy-handed censorship so that we can start to break free from the tyranny that's going on in Silicon Valley. I, uh, I mentioned Dr. Erickson. He was one of the two doctors that, was, um, that w- were saying that uh, these, these lockdowns are not justified. He appeared 
over the weekend on Fox News and uh, and pointed out that, um, it, well, he was talking about this censorship and pointed out that George Soros is uh, demanding that the government engage in censorship now. They're trusting their people to make good decisions about social isolation. Also, they don't have a several trillion dollar free falling economy that they may not come back from for a long time. They don't have Talking about people Sweden. out of work in food lines. We've gone backwards so far. I'm a physician. I want to care for people the best I can. And when I see collateral damage that's significant in our country, and people are calling me with depression, with anxiety. Uh, I had a, a friend, uh, a, a relative, who committed suicide or tried to commit suicide yesterday from depression because he got laid off from his job. There's so many things happening that I'm calling collateral damage from COVID that I think it's it's real, really time to take a look and say, is the collateral damage outweighing the virus itself and the damage it's causing to the medical field? You're getting some support from a constitutional expert, uh, Jonathan Turley, uh, professor of law at Georgetown University. He writes in The Hill this. He says, this subjectivity of censorship is precisely why the cure is worse than the illness. Initially, you feel better from silencing those views that you consider lies. Then comes the crash as others demand more and more censorship, including views that you consider to be true. Essentially, you got censored by the plug pullers at YouTube, right? Well, let's look at, let's look at what George Soros said about Facebook back in February. He said Mark Zuckerberg should no longer have control of Facebook. Well, YouTube, you're going to be next. Soros will say that you should no longer have control and government should have control of Facebook, according to George Soros. So if you, in a word, could advise President Trump on on uh, what should be the next steps regarding reopening the country, what would you tell him? Yeah, absolutely. It's a straightforward approach. Dr. Gisecki said you climbed up this ladder to we don't know where, and it's time to come down in a stepwise fashion. I would open and up. And the doctor goes on to say we need to open up the schools because uh, children have uh, been discovered to be very um, minimally subject to this virus and and as a matter of fact we've got uh, we've got research now that shows that uh, they can't even transmit it and yet we've got the education of a whole generation being put on hold because of this uh, this leftist impulse to tyranny here's what tucker had to say about the censorship that's going on on our social media completely in violation of the law they were given exemption from li- uh, from liable lawsuits because they claimed to just be a platform and not a publisher. They weren't being selective about the content on their platforms, and so they weren't responsible for it. So they can have it one way or they can have it the other. Either they're going to be a publisher and they're going to curate their content and decide what is allowed and what is not allowed or and, and be subject to lawsuits, or they can just be a platform and allow the free expression and open exchange of ideas. Here's Tucker. As CEO Mark Zuckerberg explained on ABC, people who complain about the lockdown and organize others to do the same have been removed from the site for, for providing, quote, misinformation. How do you deal with the fact that Facebook is now being used to, to organize a lot of these protests to defy social distancing, defy the social distancing guidelines in states? Is somebody trying to organize something like that? George, that up a lot 
information. We do classify that as harmful misinformation, and we take that down. Well, you know what I classify as harmful information? I classify harmful information as the perpetuation of this Russia gate hoax that uh, derailed an administration for three years that was uh, was widely promoted on all of these platforms. So if we're going to, you know, make decisions over what is not and what is allowed, then, uh, then we ought to remove all political content. We ought to, we ought to censor everybody on everything. That's not what they want to do. They want to promote their own worldview. And these people that are doing it are some of the most dysfunctional characters you'll, you'll ever see in your life. Google, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of these uh, these old computer nerds are um, are all from the the same left wing uh, perspective. Over at MSNBC, you got David Frum, who is the most one of the most discredited uh, so called journalists in Washington. Uh, saying that all of this is designed to kill minorities. Which is, they're moving toward a policy of, let's take the punch. Let's reopen. Let's see what happens. Um, let's accept that there may be some hundreds of thousands or some hundreds of the ten, some double hundreds of thousands of Americans killed. They're mostly going to be poor. They're mostly going to be minorities. They're mostly not going to be Trump voters. Let's take that punch and push through and try to get to herd immunity. Yeah, so we, we can say that anybody that wants to go back to work and save their business is trying to kill minorities. But we can't say that these, uh, these lockdowns and these Democrat states are a wild overreaction to a virus that uh, is much less deadly than we were led to believe. You know, if you really want to see a good study, all you have to do is look in the U S prison system, the federal prison system. They tested 3,300 inmates found them to be uh, positive for the virus at 96%. Almost all of them had had it. But very few of them, over 95%, showed no symptoms whatsoever and no deaths. Zero deaths. You just have to wonder how many uh, deaths are being attributed to COVID that, uh, that, uh, that were from other conditions. Well, that takes us into this edition right now. I want to thank you for joining us. Tomorrow we'll, uh, we'll be back on right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. And I hope you'll tune in then. We'll talk to you then. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot. 
and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more.